Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and our topic today, Does the Longest U.S. Economic Expansion on Record Imply a Specific Kind of Portfolio Positioning? The U.S. stock market has been the little engine that could, surpassing now the previous longest economic expansion on record, that of the 1990s. But the past decade's stock market train climbed a much bigger wall of worry, both because of the devastation of the global financial crisis that preceded it and because growth has been tepid, unlike the robust growth of the 1990s. In any event, economists, investment strategists, and market commentators of every stripe are sharpening their quills now to offer advisors a perspective on where we're headed so that advisors can be of maximum help to clients. This analysis takes various forms, from an assessment of the U.S. consumer to plotting out pathways for Chinese economic stimulus. Of course, all of these analyses must take into consideration various contingencies, such as what happens if the U.S. and China resolve their trade dispute, and what if they don't, or what happens if tension in the Persian Gulf escalates. I'm not shy about offering my thoughts on these kinds of issues and will surely do so in the future, but whether my view or someone else's resonates with you or not, there are a few key things an advisor must know, and indeed is likelier to know, than many of the gray eminences out there, and that is that the intelligent asset allocation responses are quite limited. For the sake of contrast, an unintelligent response to a shifting economy would entail constantly changing one's portfolio based on various forecasts. That's a quick way to whittle down its value. There are just too many opportunities to get things wrong. But advisors, who tend the vineyards of clients who will eventually be drinking the wine, generally understand that their portfolios must be positioned for one of three objectives, no matter what is happening in the world. They can seek to build their client's capital, they can seek income, or they can seek to preserve their client's capital. So the question is not how to play U.S.-China trade so much as how to increase or preserve your client's wealth. Once we get that straight, then in that light, it is useful to look at the economy and to strategize. For example, what does an income investor do with today as a starting point? Here, strategies will differ. I, for one, pity the poor income investor. The 10-year treasury is paying just 2%. But as always with bonds, even this pittance is largely fictitious, since what inflation doesn't eat of it, taxes will. Add another 50 basis points for increasing duration to 30 years, and you've bought yourself a slow and gentle path to losing money over the long term. A 10-year treasury paying just 2% also implies a low rate of stock returns going forward, which makes devising a growth portfolio a challenge. And capital preservation is always a challenge if the idea is to move from risky to riskless assets, which is just a sitting duck for the erosion of wealth inflicted by inflation. And so I return to my favorite strategy, which can be tilted in any of these three directions. For example, if your client is an income investor, put a chunk of his capital in assets that can supply the investor's income needs for a comfortable number of years. The safe money could include I-bonds, T-bills, CDs, perhaps adding a few hedges like gold and commodities that may have their day when stocks are down. For example, gold has been doing nicely recently, but the income investor should maintain a position in stocks and naturally keep his own real estate. A growth investor would put a large chunk in stocks, but with the same type of hedging, because the market's ups and downs will continue to surprise. The irony is that, according to this approach, 
the income investor is apt to outperform a straight bond investor, and the growth investor will enjoy greater stability than most stock investors and will come out ahead if the advisor deploys his cash hedge at the appropriate times. In short, advisors can meet their clients' primary objectives and get them a long-term, respectable return on their investment, even while the economy continues to perplex us with its twists and turns. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please leave a review on Apple or Google Podcasts so that others can discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts.